0: Hey, Rachel. Hello, Brian. So how's your week?
1: All I have to say is thank God dry January has given way to drunk February. Drunk, yes. Because the last three days have been even worse than all of
0: January put together, if you could possibly imagine that. Okay, the most important question is, would you like to talk about it? I would. (laughs) Okay, good news because we have a (laughs) podcast. I am sorry to inform you all that this is Nope,
1: the podcast where we shut it down.
2: No, my son is no. My number is no. You need to let it go. You need to let it go. Need
0: to let it go. Okay, Rachel, we have one of our favorite guests back today. One of our
1: favorite guests, friend of Nope, Siraj Patel. He is a progressive candidate who's running for Congress in my district, New York's 12th. And this is Siraj's second time on the pod. We we get the best guests Very.
2: We? I don't know how we get this. We We're monsters. We're the worst podcast. Monsters. This is my favorite podcast, too. So oh, oh, thank, thank you. you.
1: Uh, well, Siraj is fabulous. He's a super smart attorney and professor of business ethics at NYU with great ideas. And if he's elected, I mean when he's elected, he will have hands down the best hair in Congress, which is no small thing. And he's gonna weigh in on the nopes and the yups and talk about why he's running a little later on. So
2: welcome to Nope, Siraj. Thank you very much for having me, guys.
0: And it, it's appropriate that we have such an esteemed figure in politics here because we have had one of the most disturbing political weeks ever. I mean, last week we had we advertised this as a grab bag from hell. A piñata of shit. A piñata okay. of shit. And this week we have a laundry list of horrors. And uh, I'll just take you through the little TikTok here. On Monday we had the alleged Iowa caucuses. We're not really sure they happened. <laughs> <laughs> the tree falls in the woods. Um, Tuesday, we received news of Donald Trump's new alleged approval rating, which is sky high. Tuesday, yesterday, we also had the State of the Union. We'll talk about that. And today, just as we were recording this, we had Donald Trump... Acquitted uh, from the impeachment hearings, he will be not be removed from office—at least, not from this pass, anyway. Disgraceful. Okay, Disgraceful. Rachel. So, oh, I, I'm going to start talking about yeah, Iowa. Let's drill down okay.
1: to each of these. <laughs> okay, Saraj, when you're ready,
0: just just chime on yeah. in. Okay, oh, so we should it's a laundry list for sure. This is a laundry list. So we should have known something was going to be wrong with these Iowa caucuses when, a few days prior, they have this CNN Des Moines Register uh, poll that comes out. It's a big tradition. Everyone obsesses over it. And they had to cancel the release of the poll. Why? Because it turns out that, oops, the people doing the polling – in some cases, may or may not have <laughs> neglected to mention Mayor Pete as small their possible emission, to, small, small, <laughs> and this was obviously foreshadowing that we did not have our shit together for a caucus or a primary or anything. We
1: didn't even have any visibility; we were flying blind. We were, we it
0: was we a tight, we were walking on a tightrope. So then, finally, you know, CNN for like six months has had a countdown timer for the. <laughs> they love their countdown timers. What are they? What does Wolf Blitzer call whenever there's a, an alert and there's no new? News is like breaking results alert, yeah, right? No, Which right, means there's right. not actually any news. It's just an alert that there may be. Wolf
1: well, can just go. He just hide in
0: shouts hole. it. No, 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 he's like a shouting suit. He's <laughs> no, sh- going
2: to miss that beard though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have Rachel Maddow in her dulcet tones. Just uh- oh my God. <laughs> okay.
2: So these caucuses, I I just don't know. Honestly, like my takeaway from this whole thing is at a time when. The Voting Rights Act is being gutted when, uh, you know, Republicans are trying to suppress the vote everywhere we look. Why are we using an arcane process in which there's all these people in gymnasiums and field hockey floors moving around the room in a public way? Yep. I mean, there was a photo in The New York Times where there were literally hurdles <laughs> On the field hockey field, <laughs> like they literally have hurdles. You have to, have to jump over hurdles yeah, you jump to, over vote. Hurdles to well, vote.
0: I'm glad you raised this because I was going to do this at the end. But let's jump right in about like why this is not democracy. No. No. Let's talk about all the reasons. First of all, people who has time? If you're a a, ma, a working mom, a working parent, who can just take off from the like six day. o'clock till midnight <laughs> to, to, stand to stand in a gymnasium? Room. Number one, they can't get there. Number two, bro- voting. The tenet of voting is that it's supposed to be in private. This Anonymous. is not just in public. Like, so many it's like play. it's on tv what yeah. if you're someone who has like if you're a doctor or a teacher or a psychologist or the
1: owner of the local hardware store right you
0: don't want to be in like, like
2: yeah that's right
0: that's yeah right. so it's it's fraught with peril it's a disaster in so many ways <laughs> you
2: know, or or if you you know uh, you know god forbid if you have a disability if you're autism or something you don't want to be around people under that peer pressure situation. who might be judging you be, yeah this is not uh, uh, you know, it's it's a joking matter to some extent because it's so stupid. But at the same time, it's a very serious thing. I mean, we have a oh, yeah. serious representation problem. And this is such an outsized influence.
0: Yeah. Well, flawed though it is, at least we get the results. At least we should <laughs> get the first indication of really who's jumping to the head of the pack. But I think we all know by now that that was not the case. No. Um, things were going a little long. We weren't getting any results. The Iowa Democratic Party said they were holding the back out of an abundance of caution. And quality control. Quality control. Right, on. right. Meanwhile, all the live shots were like, had been of like, they're all on college campuses. So they're all like 10,000 Bernie people and like three sad bites people, mm-hmm. right? And then some like yang gang people, right? And um, by 10 o'clock when there hadn't been results, the talking heads, they were like simultaneously like in a panic and having an orgasm because like on the one hand, they like they needed news to talk about. On the other hand, they're like, yes, we get to keep we, this going. We finally
1: for could just say same, whatever we we want. And Nobody's going to
0: stop us. Any minute now. Nope. The ceiling can't hold us. And like by, by 10 o'clock, they're showing pictures. Of like janitors sweeping up the gyms that they all are Five have.
1: simultaneous images of janitors sweeping up the gyms, and Brian Williams is like, democracy
0: <laughs> in <Yes, heck."> action. <laughs> <laughs> so tuesday morning when there's still no results like literally they're showing that the the screen was zero 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 we find out what it was it was this app and the app is called that they're supposed to you they say it didn't like affect the tabulation of the most just the reporting that's bullshit it's called the app is called shadow I, and no. it was deployed by a non-profit called
2: acronym <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs>
1: these names you if cannot it, it is, you know, the
2: sad thing about this is like well, the lesson that these Democrats, the state party Democrats, the establishment sort of stale apparatus of, the, of our actual party as, as Democrats, that they're going to take from this is apps and technology are bad. <laughs> Which is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not the takeaway. No, right. Give me hanging chads. Exactly, Give me the, the butterfly like, ballot Let's go back. backwards. Exactly. Is right. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm just terrified of what – uh, hot takes so those, those
0: names for something that's supposed to promote transparency, calling it shadow. That's like Lev Parnas's. um what was like a fraud, fraud guarantee, guarantee. That's Bit the company. First thing
1: I thought of like, was this app developed by fraud guarantee? <laughs> like, You can't make this up.
0: And of course, just my final takes on this is that, of course, the real winner, the only winner of this is Michael Bloomberg. Yeah. Right. Because he was correct in saying, screw these four states. They're ridiculous. Yeah. Let's go for Super Tuesday. If we're in it to win it, let's just drop a quarter billion dollars. Yeah. On, on where it matters. I, I mean, I got to
2: say that the 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 bet, you know, there was another famous New York City mayor back when he was still sane, uh <laughs> Rudy Giuliani, that ran on the same sort of idea. Like, Let's just skip these states. He went to Florida. He went if I to Florida. Right, thank God that didn't work out. Look at that guy. He's a caricature <laughs> of himself. Yes. Um, but this, uh, yeah, for, for Bloomberg. And, and remember, I mean, Super Tuesday, Uh, These are proportionately allocated, uh, proportionally allocated um, delegates. So there's no, you know, he could come out of this thing with 20, 25 percent of delegates uh, across all the states. He could. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, Bloomberg is in a delegate lead or tie or whatever.
1: It was really smart. So it was a win And then the loser, of
0: course, the only loser is Iowa the big losers and everybody else and
1: the Democrats overall. And And another winner
2: I would say is Vladimir Putin, Vladimir Putin.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: The
2: the Bloomberg thing, by the way, I did, I remember when, when he entered the race and everyone's like, Oh, is he crazy? And I was like, look, you know, these for all the things Bloomberg may or may not be, he's probably the smartest man that we know, <laughs> and he's also just a little calculating machine in terms of odds and and uh, probabilities. And he looked at a scenario in which, you know, in at least some percentage of simulations, he would come out like this. These are the kinds of things. He's well, look, for. he it's
0: earned his easy. billions, honestly, mostly honestly, I think, and unlike Trump for Ed. many right.
2: many years. Right. He's he's, all the things that Trump. Uh, claims to be right. in terms of a successful business person and, and all those things. And he so. turned
0: it, whether you agree with everything he did as mayor or not, he actually turned it into civil service or a job he did not need, probably did not particularly want. And uh, I still say net-net New York is better for him. Um, but, of course, then this was bad for the Democratic Party. And how was the Republican Party rewarded, Rachel?
1: Well, okay, so... Um,
0: <laughs> this is a hard one to swallow. This, this was
1: really <laughs> strange. I, and I, I may be dating myself here, but I'm old enough to remember when Donald Trump was impeached <laughs> by the House of Representatives <laughs> in December. But here we are six weeks later, and a new Gallup poll shows that his approval rating has hit 49 percent, which does not seem like a very high approval rating. But for him, it is a personal best since he took office in 50
2: 2017. 50 percent of Americans. No, it, but it honestly begs the question, guys, with Democrats like these, who needs Republicans? If we are constantly shooting ourselves in the foot or looking like a clown car or, you know, sending the same types of representatives back to Washington over and over and over, like, what are we – like, who else do we have to blame but ourselves? It's true. uh, We've been gifted uh, uh, one of the most uh, corrupt, unethical, unethical presidents to be able to defeat the ballot box, and yet we are somehow – Making him look like and a, and hero. Him a hero, a hero, a hero. Unforced wins. errors all the time. It's, it's, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yes. That was that was really crushing when that I was heard crushing. that.
1: Crushing, and he has a ninety-four <clears> percent <throat> approval rating among Republicans. I, I just, how can this be? Are they I mean, seeing the same person? I was listening seeing?
2: to Andrew Yang today, and and, and that's he, he's making a point of this. It's like, guys, we are supposed to be the party of, uh, you know, youth and hope and the future and. Technology and if we can't build a simple app to do a simple election and make that election not be this arcane, um, unrepresentative process, you know what are we doing here? Who are who is leading? Just are we really
0: earning our right to be who we claim to be? Really, really,
2: just like the best parts of the Democratic Party—that sort of optimism, that ideas party—is so some. I don't know where it is. It's so in the back burner. We better fucking find it soon. yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So um so there was that. And that happened on the same day as the State of the Union, which
0: was yesterday as which we're recording was, on Wednesday, yes. and, which um, I didn't watch. I was part of the read the transcript crew because I don't want to. First of all, it would make me so mad. Number one. Number two, I'm not really interested in like the way he says it and the showmanship of it. And I ended up not even reading the transcript because like, what's the point? Right.
1: Well, I guess I want, I was hungry for the slurring and the sniffing. I just like, <laughs> I, I couldn't avert my eyes. So I, I tuned in and it was horrific. Um, from the chance of four more years to like even Nancy Pelosi having to introduce him as president of the United States. I she felt- should have
0: just said, ladies and gentlemen, Donald J. Trump.
1: Oh, right. Or the impeached president of the United <laughs> States. I, I just felt sick, and that was before the speech even began. <laughs> so, I mean, what, like,
2: yeah, it was how do we describe it? How can we even describe this? The man gave a known racist shock jock uh, a Congressional Medal of Freedom. That's an utter embarrassment um, to all the other recipients of the Congressional Medal of Freedom. Yes. For and- Who coined coined the phrase
0: feminazi Feminazi. and countless other offenses over the years.
2: Do you guys remember Donovan McNabb? You know, when he was a Rush Limbaugh was fired from ESPN for being a racist about a black quarterback. You know, this is is that guy. Right. He was a champion of
1: birtherism. He called Obama Barack the magic Negro. You guys
2: want to to hear a funny story? Actually, Rush Limbaugh story. Sadly, I have Rush Limbaugh story. So when I was in high school, um, The car I was driving in in the summer, I used to do landscaping. So one of my first businesses I ran myself was landscaping. I'm I'm an avid gardener. So I had to use my dad's decade-old Jeep Grand Cherokee that had... Uh, no air conditioning and only AM radio worked. And so I'm driving around in the summer. I listened to
0: college, I listened to Russia. A summer job in high school also. And it wouldn't
2: turn it. It was Rush Limbaugh, and he's like doing his stupid routine. And he's like, "Well, here's here's what I have right now. I've got this map in front of me of of all the brush fires in Africa, and that's where all the red is coming from. And these people are saying global warming is caused by America, and I'm like." Oh, my God, I can't handle it anymore. So I pull out my Moto razor flip phone, <laughs> and I dial 1070... And I get through, and I get to be like, "Hey, genius! Carbon dioxide, not carbon monoxide. Yeah, is the, cl- the greenhouse gas we're talking about."
0: He puts it, and, he, and you, you, you get on and on air. On yeah, I and wonder if I heard me, you, uh, liberal
2: idiot. And they hung up on me, and he just started ranting about liberals. Good for it's so you. It's a good thing he didn't
0: know you were st- a brown person. St- truth- <laughs> <laughs> Thank God,
2: speaking truth to power at a young age. But I'm not. You know, I, I guess I, I, I tried to take down a future congressional medal of. Uh, freedom recipient. That's just it's it's sad. It's just sad. I mean, I'm joking about it now, but it's yeah. just sad. It's and it's a sad time for the country. That these are the 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 blowhards that are that are getting accolades right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. And there was an article in the Times over the weekend about how Trump and Jared Kushner, a real brain trust over there, they're baffled as to why they aren't doing better with uh, people of color, specifically black voters. Trump has a ninety percent disapproval rating among <laughs> you see black that voters. Sad Super Bowl ad. That it, he was did? it was pathetic. And then the, for me, like the whole thing of the speech that stuck out the most was just the suspiciously. Dis- disproportionate number of black people in the audience who he was calling out in this pathetic attempt to pander
2: tokenism yeah this is a concerted effort though you know given that democrats rely on uh you know about 90 to 95 percent uh of of black voters tend to vote democratic and that one of the big key reasons that hillary clinton lost was that in any state if you bring that number down to 90 percent uh or if you suppress turnout in any way Uh, We have no chance of winning. Mm -hmm. This, after all, is a party uh, led um, to victory in the midterms by women of color. Yeah. And he's making a concerted effort to go right at our base and peel off two, three, four, five percent because it makes it nearly impossible to win any swing state. Yeah. And it just reminds us that this election and these elections are not going to be won on Twitter, which is a 90. 9% 9% white platform. They're not going to be one anywhere besides on the streets and in the kitchen tables and the homes in African American neighborhoods. Needed, right. Yeah. yeah. And, and so unless we're as Democrats talking about and centering opportunity, um, antics like, and, and I know I'm going to be controversial on this one, but like, you know, tearing up the state of the union speech may feel good as a thing, mm. uh, as, a th- but, but this isn't, well, let's not stoop to the level of the guy that um that got us here. Let's win with ideas and opportunity.
1: I mean it feels
2: good. I know it's right, cathartic. Right.
1: It it Look, I feel like it was. I I admired her restraint.
0: um, (laughs) She didn't. If I was she didn't like. (laughs) I would have like burned it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
1: (laughs) yes. Because after sitting through that and having to be like looking at his neck the whole time, I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what I would have done. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I, I think I think it was a good move. I mean, maybe maybe it was cathartic. I don't know. Just cathartic. She's
1: human, just like she's us. human. And you I
0: cut her, does she not bleed? <laughs> <laughs> <Like she's laughs>
1: I, I
2: I think it. I was think fine. she has uh,
0: compo- <laughs> composed herself with enough dignity through this whole process. If she wants to let loose a little, uh, I was okay with it. So. Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, it did. It did feel good. Don't no, no, no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> it,
0: it did feel quite good. But it
1: was good because like the whole narrative was about how like he refused to shake her hand, and then like she kind of like. But
0: it's not about people who are like oh well, it's both sides. First he insulted her, and then. I don't think it's I don't think it's a like a parody thing. I think she he had no right to not shake her hand and she had every right to rip up his yes. speech. Yeah, so. I mean
2: look, I I guess it's both and, you know, a little bit of catharsis, a little bit of levity after all this stuff. We need it. We, we, need, yeah. it. we definitely need it definitely but it. we also need bold ideas.
1: Yes. But we also need it's a vision not, for the it's future. Not, this
2: is not <laughs> gonna do it. <laughs> right. We'll forget about this Call in, jump an idiot right. over and over and over. It's necessary, so not sufficient. But it's necessary right. not sufficient. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Any
0: more any other observations on the State of the Union? Here? Um
1: well, I mean the final like, you know, shot for me was I was like ready for this like raging rebuttal from this Gretchen Whitmer, governor of Michigan. And, you know, she looks a lot like Sigourney Weaver. I was ready for her to like bring <laughs> oh. the fire. And or have
0: terrible. an alien fight, have battle an alien,
1: alien. <laughs> maybe right, yeah. maybe or be Zool, like you know,
0: like in Ghostbusters.
1: But she sounded like she needed a glass of water really desperately the whole well, time. Well, Marco Rubio—that's
0: the curse of the of the response, <laughs> yeah. right? Yes,
1: it is the curse of the <laughs> well, response. And I get it; it's it's not a great job, but like bring the fire. We yeah. are in and dire straits And the worst straits one, best year. one we've
0: ever had was Nikki Haley. <laughs> Nikki,
1: Haley. <laughs> Nikki Haley was okay, but I think Stacey Abrams. But look was what the happened best. to Nikki
2: Haley; she oh. became year, a demon.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Stacey Abrams. Was- yeah. Maybe
2: one day we should. I mean, I tweeted this yesterday. We should just uh, just put a. Clip of my cousin Vinny. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like everything this guy said is bullshit. Yeah, just be done with it. That could have been the best of uh, the union response we could have come up with. That's the one I tweeted. But I think that have would have
1: been a sufficient. very quick one. Everybody would have heard it. We it should have, have given viral. an encore
0: to future President Stacey Adam Abrams. I uh, <laughs> would be all in yes. favor of that.
1: Yeah, like where where are these people? Where's like you know Hakeem Jeffries would have been good. Adam Schiff would have been good. Bring the bring the fire. <laughs> fire. <laughs> oh,
0: okay, that's my message. Okay. okay, and then what did that all? get us today as we were getting ready for this podcast oh, was the acquittal and I don't even want to talk about it cuz nobody's even talking about it anymore it's one of the most important uh, <laughs> moments in the most one of the most disgusting embarrassing moments in american consequential. history consequential and it barely got a blip cuz we're still waiting for
2: this app to update <laughs> it's really really embarrassing uh, the coverage of this has been embarrassing the inevitability of this uh i always say um on the trail Inevitability is not a moral justification. Mm. You cannot take things like climate change or mass incarceration or this impeachment thing and just just because it's going to be a, a preordained outcome. It's on the media. It's on people to realize that, that that's not okay to just then sweep under the rug just because it's inevitable. Like we have an obligation to, to call these outraged, things out, to be yeah. outraged, to be righteously indignant about um, the system we've created yeah. and let ourselves live in to where these kinds of things are just sort of kicked down the road. The can't, you know, we always talk about like the kicking the can down the road on some of these issues. Like the road's over. <laughs> the road is just <laughs> yeah. sandy happened, right? right? Climate right. change already happened. Like precipitation crises are already existing all across the, across the country. So, um, but yeah, anyway, it's just, it's, it's embarrassing well, though. Hat tip to, uh, Mitt Romney. Yeah, well, but mittens. isn't it
0: also a little mittens, as she as he's known in his home state? <laughs> um, but it's also a little bit of an outrage. I'm glad he did it. Don't get me wrong, and it did show some cor- courage to to break with the cult of Trump that seems to have seized everybody else in that chamber. But, like, isn't it sad that that's what we're so jubilant about, is that, like, one person (laughs) who had previously called him an insaniac, (laughs) like, that is on the record. Like, the least he could do is say, eh, let's leave him in office.
1: Right, and he doesn't have an election coming up for, like, five years. He gives zero fucks. Right, I mean,
0: he doesn't even care. He's so rich. He doesn't need to win again. He's probably like, fuck this, like, I don't need to be a senator.
1: but But his vote was split. He he voted to convict for abuse of power, but not for obstruction of Congress. And I'm just very confused because wasn't the obstruction part of the abuse? Like, aren't they somehow entangled? I, I don't. I need his justification. I can't understand. I'm sure it. we'll I will
2: say this though. There, so I, you know, I'm an advocate of term limits, and. One of the reasons is because you'll notice across this, uh, I just thought of this, by the way, but the tr- this Trump presidency, the most courageous moves from uh, Republicans have come from people like John McCain, who is, who is going to be retiring. People like um, Corker, who is going to be retiring. People like Lamar Alexander. Like, I mean, the, the, the for the few things, Jeff Flake. Jeff who Flake p- had his brief moment. Yeah. His brief little moment of like, oh, I can do this op-ed. Um, And there's something to be said about being released from the pressure of the hamster wheel of reelection that allows you to take bold and courageous. These are, I mean, let me like preface this with like slightly courageous, but it's still <laughs> things human. About human things. And, and, you know, term limits where you're looking at two terms for senators, which is 12 years. And, and let's call it four terms for Congress people, um, or sorry, six terms for Congress people, which is 12 years. Like that gets you to like, There's that would naturally it shouldn't create be a lifetime appointment. The, the, that would naturally create, um, at least a, a cohort of people in Congress in both houses at every single cycle that might be able to well it vote creates their an account-
0: accountability yeah. to your own conscience. Yeah, it right. does it
2: right, right, and not not to not to the party, not to that. So I think weird plug for for term limits it wasn't the plug. but but think about the people that were able to and have been able to do uh, something relatively, and then you can flip it, right? Susan Collins has. Hmm. A reelection coming up yes. this year and, and all of the whatever decades of, quote unquote, bipartisanship you can't as you podcast listeners cannot see me doing air quotes. But, uh, you know, for that, for that, you've just thrown it all down the drain, all the ethics, all the things you've been talking about, you know, so.
0: Right. So ter- term limits is one solution. I have another solution, which is that we should. <laughs> Unelect somehow term limit right now or throughout the whole Congress. We need a new Star generation, from right? Start from scratch. Good news that definitely <laughs> that benefits you. you. Oh, I like that. I like <laughs> okay, it. start that over. We need to recruit new people, and I actually think, especially we saw in Virginia, a good source of new blood is the state legislatures. It's yes. hard to win. It's hard to be in a state legislature, yeah. and, um, and those you are can it's, a good, there? it's a good it's a good problem. Obama came from the state legislature. It's great. So I have my first nomination <laughs> okay, of a state legislature. <laughs> I I know who, this <laughs> <laughs> who, who should immediately be elevated to Congress. It is Tennessee State Representative Kent Kalfi. Oh,
1: yes, okay. and he I've... made
0: the he made the rounds this week <laughs> <laughs> for his both for his courageous votes, but also he was in the State of the State address in Tennessee, and there was a photo of him drinking uh, Hershey's chocolate syrup straight out of those brown like bottles, like. Chugging it. Yes. And. Uh, it was perplexing. And
1: he had something in his hand. Yeah. Also. At first
0: I thought it was a, bod- it was a, it was a, like a kind bar. Yes. I thought it was a biscotti. I thought it was
1: a light bulb. But when, <laughs> okay. when we zoomed in, yeah. we realized it Left was- Left
0: hand TBD, right hand, clearly Hershey's syrup. <laughs>
1: yes. He was- Okay. He was and he had fisting. like a
0: puckered face. Like he was like, like it was tart or yeah, something. Yeah.
1: He was really enjoying it. <laughs> right.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. And I realized that this came back to the fact that, uh, Mitt Romney, Mittens, had, uh, didn't he sneak chocolate milk into the impeachment hearings? He did. When, okay. He's so, naughty. So he's he's normalizing deviancy. He's yes. defining down deviancy. He is. He is. <laughs> he is.
1: He is. <laughs>
0: okay. So when they asked representative Calfy Rep. about his chocolate syrup it's almost even chocolate milk syrup mm-hmm. he said it was because they were farmers he said my wife and i are farmers so we believe in taking care of the earth and recycle everything when you have grandchildren you can't run out of ketchup ranch dressing or chocolate syrup i'm not going to pay 40 dollars for a water bottle that i might set down and leave Has somewhere i wish he would do like, does he have a ranch Bottle dressing? Like, can he like suckle the teeth oh, of, of, of like Hidden Valley? Is he on the Hidden Valley, like, so lobbyist? <laughs> okay. okay. Pretty, pretty incredible, actually. This is remarkable. Uh, He's owning it. I mean, and, like, there are water bottles that don't cost $40. You can get like a Kirkland water bottle at, at Costco for like 20 cents. I don't or you know
2: can always buy one plastic bottle and just keep reusing that one. Yeah. Like, whatever. He doesn't need the like UFB
0: free whatever
2: this is a
1: made-up story he is drinking chocolate syrup straight
0: no he's drinking jesus juice <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's drinking yeah. Yeah. there's a yeah. reason that is a non-see-through bottle He's yeah. oh, clearly something oh, okay there's some juice oh. in there okay so Siraj, this is a uh, key question for your Ooh, the
2: hot seat. forthcoming
0: <laughs> <laughs> term in congress <laughs> when you are serving in the congress of the united states of america what will you be drinking on the floor oh, during man. the state of the Especially
2: union given how the tenor of this conversation went <laughs> uh is it embarrassing but so i grew up you know i grew up vegetarians so i grew up hindu so almost all the protein in south carolina been. right <laughs> yeah, yeah and and we we um uh So we drank a lot of milk, whole milk, as our protein source, as our calorie source all the time. So I drank a lot of whole milk growing up. Now my metabolism has slowed. I'm 36. And I still drink chocolate milk a lot as my preferred drink. Really? Mm. I to sugar-free Hershey's chocolate syrup. So the irony is not lost on me of whole So you're milk on the chocolate, chocolate milk train. train. <laughs> Which puts it right in the Midwest But at least train. there's yeah.
0: milk in there. At least there's protein. Yeah, but, now, but
2: that puts you with mittens. Yeah. have yeah. mittens Tennessee. <laughs> like like that would you, now, would
0: you consider <laughs> switching to soy milk or almond milk? Still vegetarian, still filled with protein.
2: I'm a milk purist. Still, still really like regular milk. Okay. Thing, you know. Okay, um, hear that? All the dairy farmers of
0: Long Island City? <laughs> Siraj Patel is in your camp. He's the one for you. All of this politics this week, February 2020. Shut it down, Rach. No, absolutely no. not. No, no. no. Oh, oh, we good need God. New... Make it stop. No.
1: Make no. it stop. Only how new many topics. days?
0: 22 days to go. <laughs> 20... <laughs> oh, there's 29 days. I can't do the math. There's a bunch it's of a weeks leap, to go.
2: It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: That's yeah. Terrible. It's okay. terrible. Okay. Um, I'm going to lighten the mood here a little bit. And I am going to jump across the pond, the Atlantic, to the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, as they like to call it. And uh, they've been through a lot this year, in the last year or two. Probably
1: just as much as we have. Yeah,
0: they've been through Brexit. They've been through Mexit? Mexit. Yeah. So they need a new enthusiasm. You know, they say like during the Great Depression, that's when all the like golden age of Hollywood, all of the like silly musicals and movies came out. People needed diversions and yes. entertainment. Well, they have gone gaga for a new song. I think it's the number one song there. It's certainly the most viral song. And it is called Dinosaurs in Love. Now, we have we have novelty songs here. We had like, what was that? Monkey Dance. What was that called? That monkey song? Oh, I, I like that song. Yeah. No, no. Too, it's so. very catchy. Yeah. Well,
1: the fox say, "What does that
0: uh, baby shark?" Baby shark should, right? Yeah. Okay, so we have these two yeah. dinosaurs in love. But this was the thing about this is it is heartfelt and moving and tragic, and there's a twist ending, and it's sung by a three year old girl, which is uh, interesting. So the only way to describe <laughs> this, it's one minute long. So stay with us. That's the other thing; it's quite short. <laughs> stay with us. We're going to cue it in right now.
2: Dinosaur. store is having a party. They eat fruits and cucumber come they
0: fell in love. Then what
1: they do?
2: They say thank you. A big bang came when they and they died. dinosaurs, dinosaurs fell in love, but they didn't say goodbye, but
0: they didn't say
2: goodbye.
0: Bye. Okay, this is sung by a young girl named Fenn Rosenthal. Her father's name is Tom Rosenthal, and he's a professional musician. But he claims he did not write this for her. They just live in a culture of songwriting in their household. They She's walk a down good the songwriter. they walk down the grocery aisles, and yeah. and and he claims this was completely improvised. <coughs> and it has it's a real song. It has everything. It has a verse, chorus, a reprise, and a surprise mm-hmm. twist at the end. You just heard.
1: I'm going to play it for AJ tonight. Yeah, he's, he's going to dance
0: around yeah. like he does to <laughs> Megan Trainor. No. What's, uh, it, what's
2: her name? The the singer?
0: Her name is Fenn F-E-N-N. Fenn. Rosenthal. So famous Irish Jewish <laughs> name, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the, the noted musicians of <laughs> Ireland and <laughs> Israel. Um, and uh Jimmy Fallon covered it. And um I think it's a beautiful song. I'm I, all
1: I'm all for it. I think it's really it has a deeper meaning. I think it's about the fading influence of the U.S. and Britain. Yeah,
0: that's right. So it really is about we fell in love at the beginning. We were in love. And then there was a big bang.
1: And we ate cucumbers. We ate cucumbers <laughs>
0: at one point, I'm sure. And there was a big bang. And then we all died. And there was never a chance to say, say goodbye. goodbye. Yeah. Oh, at first we said thank you. And then there's never a chance to <laughs> say goodbye. But
2: then, then, um I think <laughs> it represents something really... More disturbing Uh, (laughs) these days, you know, and a a acceptance that sometimes it's time to move on. But Fen, (laughs) I can't wait till she gets to uh, a couple years older older than this, and we hear uh, an addendum to the song that the dinosaurs did not die. We have birds.
0: Yeah, oh, they're the descendants. The end of something and, and in fact, the beginning. dinosaurs had feathers, we know now. Perhaps
2: we can fly. Maybe there's player.
0: a, maybe I believe we can fly. I believe we can beautiful, touch beautiful, the sky.
2: That's a beautiful, beautiful message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe there'll Hopefully be a Jurassic Park. Are listening and, and you understand Fen. that. <laughs> and, and, and New York and America, the <laughs> same thing us. can happen. <laughs> <We> turn, <do. laughs> turn the page on this stuff and let's fly.
0: Okay, so once again, Saraj, I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, if you had a campaign theme song, there's been a lot that have uh, sort of Uh Caught headlines and been inspirations through the years, right? Remember the first Clinton election was uh, Don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow? Right. right. right? And then uh, I remember when uh, Reagan used Born in the USA and Bruce Springsteen shut it down. It's mm-hmm. always sort of a important cultural touch point for campaigns. Yeah,
1: Trump uses You Can't Always Get What You Want, which I which always find very <laughs> <bizarre>. <laughs> is
0: that what he does? Yes,
1: yes. That. And the Rolling Stones. There's a great hate d- d- it.
0: daily ep- the da- episode of The Daily about how all the Democratic candidates choose their theme songs. Mm-hmm. So since you are on footing with all of those, people let i'm going to ask you what would your theme song be
2: uh well considering how 2020 has gone so far i think uh Thank you. Next, yes, would be about the most uh, appropriate thing. Yes. I'm so very grateful.
0: <laughs> right, yeah, so it's
2: Ariana, you know, it's yeah, the time. It's we're time. grateful
0: to the people who have served. Thank you. Thank you but we're ready to move on. <laughs> yes. Next, all right, some
2: less than others, but we're not going to ask next. you to name
0: your opponent. But I think she would qualify for yes. the, the thank you part of the next. <laughs> then you are true, next. That's true, that's true. Okay, so what what are we shutting down here? And we like the song. We
1: like the song. We're I, shutting
0: down what it represents. Yes, which is the the rift between the U.S. and the U.K. that was completely unnecessary. It was brought on by two insaniacs who somehow scammed their way into office. Yes, and here we are.
1: And we need to just transcend and move on. And we fly. need to rise above. Rise like, above,
0: like Ariana. Shut it down. Nope.
1: Absolutely not. No. Okay,
0: Rachel. You have uh, one more topic before we get to our yes. ups. Yes.
1: Um. So. I don't mean to revisit a traumatic topic for New York's 12th district, but I want to talk about the aborted Amazon HQ2 in mm-hmm. Long Island City. Um, to backtrack, for those of you who've been living under a rock, there was this huge national bake-off with cities submitting proposals, begging Amazon to come to you know, cities all over the country. And the whole thing was a sham. Jeff Bezos was planning on coming to New York City the whole time. He just wanted to grift from the local governments and see how much he could get. But what I didn't realize was the whole why behind the why. <laughs> (laughs) And the reason why he wanted to get these huge kickbacks is because he's jealous of Elon Musk. It's
2: I never, I, I never thought this of this too, And I, I was like wow
1: that was Like that is some It's this, sick it's this shit. from the New
0: York Post <laughs> with this incredible Photoshop job that uh, Has oh, Elon Musk <laughs> in a bathtub Of money with, with cars car- floating I mean they in both it. have rocket
2: ship companies And I think yeah? it's just like Oh real, I didn't even think of that It's a real pissing contest between two guys that I think and right? Be-
0: right but you have more details right I mean
2: yeah but it, it just kind of put in this
1: framework It explains everything the jacked Body the dick pics the wild Sequin blazers. Yeah, think about Davos. the
0: think about the dick pics, right? So Jeff Bezos, <laughs> leading up to this, was he was like a McKinsey consultant. He's not the type of person that would be taking dick pics and having affairs and all of that stuff. But then Elon Musk had Grimes, and I feel like he needed his own Grimes, yes. which is Lauren Sanchez. Yes. and then there's who's the brother.
1: Um, Michael Sanchez.
0: Right. And then that's Azalea Banks to the Grimes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> to yes. re- re- refresh that story. At some point. So
1: Azalea Banks and Grimes were like collaborating on an album and Azalea went to Elon Musk's house in LA and somehow they she forgot got, like, about they her forgot and she about got locked her. into
0: the alcove <laughs> for three days. Yeah,
1: because like Elon <laughs> Musk had tweeted something very controversial and, uh, and Grimes was dutifully trying to calm him down.
0: Okay. So he and- was walking in the footsteps of Elon Musk.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So um, it's just like it's just crazy to think that this was the impetus behind this whole bake off. But there was a whole Bloomberg article about it. And so what happened was in 2014, Elon Musk got one point three billion dollars in incentives from Nevada to build a battery plant. Oh, I didn't there. know
0: that. I didn't know yes. he got that. And
1: Jeff. Bezos became obsessed with it in meetings. He was like just going bananas with envy about how Musk had pitted five states against each other in this bidding war and he wondered, like, why is Amazon okay with just accepting these paltry offers? And so he flew off the handle. in 2017, when like there was an Amazon executive who sent out a congratulatory email because his team got f- a paltry 40 million dollars in government. Well, the crazy incentives. thing is, they don't pay
0: taxes on any of this anyway. I know. Like,
1: and and he was like 40 million dollars. I have that in my couch cushions. I have that in my back pocket. <laughs> this is nothing. So that's why he did this whole thing. So Suraj, as like an expert in business ethics, what do you think about all this? Like, does this change? the game for how you think about what happened here i mean
2: you mean this article yeah just like like
1: knowing it's
2: so uncharacteristic of somebody to get that uh reactive and ravelous about another oligarch you know what i mean i I just think what a mess uh, (laughs) that we have ourselves in that we've created a system that allows people like this on a whim to dictate um terms clearly We have a problem uh, nationally with these sweepstakes, with these sort of pitting states against each other and this race to the bottom, basically. Um, I was reading an article, it's very interesting as well, about sort of the upper Midwest, Minnesota, Michigan, Ohio, etc. And the idea that like a lot of these auto jobs did not go to China. They did not go to Mexico. They went to Alabama, South Carolina, all these cars, you know. They went to states without Tennessee. unionization. Yeah. They went to states that would offer billions of dollars in subsidies. It's like we're pitting ourselves against one another. And uh, there has to be some sort of national reform. Yes, uh, around these things. Yes, but absolutely. What a funny story that was uh, on. Yeah, Zion that basis was good Musk.
0: investigative synthesis. I mean, I know that it was reported elsewhere, but good job, like tying the strands together. you Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for you. Yeah. You pitched this story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <is>. <laughs> to this very hard editorial team. here. <laughs> Rachel's like, I want to talk about Elon Musk and Jeff. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah
1: well, I mean, it's just interesting because his personal life is also such a mess now. It's like, well,
0: Thanks to Brim. Michael
1: Sanchez, no, the brother of Lauren Sanchez, is now suing Jeff Bezos for defamation. But he worked
0: for but, like he's AMI the who, and David he's Pecker, like
1: gave them the dick pics. So how is the dick pic giver suing
2: the man? Dick pic
0: getter. <laughs> like, like, uh, so that should I'm be a whole section in <laughs> business <laughs> ethics. Yeah, like, right. but,
2: Look, else weirdly <laughs> up. Like I don't know. There's only a few people out there I've ever seen in my life that get. Get younger and more jacked as they get actually older. Oh yeah. Jeff, Tom Brady. These are people that there's some secret place out there that we all need to know about.
0: It's called what the dog pound, right? Isn't that, the, isn't that the, like, it's up in uh, Hudson Square? That's where all the, like, celebrities go, and they do the, like, you know, the, the like, ropes. No, no, I think there's no. stem cells and things involved. No, there's involved. Oh, yeah. oh okay. the
2: yeah. Therapies we don't know about. Yes, that, that they're something...
1: doing things. They have to they're be. They're
0: doing things? Yes. <laughs> okay. No, okay. No. Shut down the things they're doing, please. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever right. it is. The all tax right. breaks, the, the HGH, the dog patch. We don't want no, this. Grimes, no, Grimes, make this stop. Just shoot
1: yourself. Grimes and Lauren Sanchez
0: should, like, have a little summit. And, and like, make an end to this. They, let the yes, women run the world. Let the women run the world. And the, <laughs> okay. those
1: two can go, like, in orbit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Shut it down. Absolutely no. Not. Okay. <laughs> Dwarf it. Okay. <laughs> um, this is the part of the podcast where we turn to the little rays of light, the little beacons of hope that gave us a little piece of joy this week. And usually Rachel and I trade yups. We have little things, but this week all of our yup all goes our to Siraj. Yes. Uh, and it gives us a little time to do a little interview with you.
2: Oh, amazing. Thank you. <laughs> yep to you. Okay.
0: So I'm going to kick it off with a question. So uh, last time you ran a super impressive campaign. And uh, you got more—I think—more donations than your entrenched incumbent. Is that correct? Oh, this yeah, this time. The last or last time or this time? Oh, this time, right. So you've got the base that's ready to go, and still we saw you in the last campaign. We had you, uh, we had you on. And did we have you on the last campaign? or was it yes. two campaigns ago, ago. No, it was oh, the last year. Yeah, yeah. Thank <laughs> Thank God, it's third it's but so we saw how hard it money. seemed like, frankly, a big pain in the ass. I mean, we supported you. We both wrote checks to you. We went to fundraiser and like. My question is, why would you want to do this again? It seems like a lot personally to put yourself through. It's grueling. Through. grueling. Yeah. It, it is grueling. <laughs> I cannot lie
2: to you about that. But, um, you know, you, you learn a lot when you lose an election like that. Um, but you also realize the stakes are really high and they probably couldn't be higher. And personally speaking, I think, uh, and for the city of New York, it's the same thing. Doing the safe thing, like doing the same thing can sometimes be the more dangerous choice, the riskier choice. I mean, this is a change election and we can't, and I couldn't live with myself if, if no serious choice were granted with a bold vision for the future. Um, that's progressive. That is saying, look, enough is enough. It's time to turn the page on the status quo that the promise of New York is broken. You know, my family came here, um, you know, in the late sixties, you know, and I, I remember growing up, um, going to going to school in the morning as my dad was coming home after fixing uh, track uh, as an MTA engineer the night shift. And those tracks are in worse condition than they were 30 years yeah. ago. Yeah, 31 years later, I'm 36 years old and I'm running for Congress, and I realize. God, we can't take any more time.
1: And she's been in office like four months. So exact time. Amount of time.
2: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And
0: so. And how many times she taken the subway in that time? I, Probably zero. Not right. Very many. I can't <laughs> imagine. I,
2: actually, funny story. In 2016, I think, um, uh, she gave the MTA an A plus. I'm like, what? <laughs> do somebody, you right? <laughs> to I don't know, man. But no, no. Dead serious though. The the economic opportunity mobility education those are the things that the promise of new york Mm -hmm. and uh and the promise of america frankly and they're broken and look no further than you know people like donald trump who's a symptom of a long-term break in that promise people start sort of uh you know acting out and flailing and looking for anything on either side um because they need hope they need something they need change and Mm -hmm. Uh, we have to provide it, and so as as personally difficult as it might be, it's also super rewarding. We had eighteen thousand votes last cycle; that was the most in any um, New York primary challenger in history.
0: Wow! Yeah, um, I didn't know yeah, that number. Yeah, That's incredible. You know, more than
2: anyone in any district uh, that ran, including people who won in other districts last cycle.
1: Yeah, and you got over forty percent of the yeah, vote, yeah. which and, is really impressive. And, like, and
2: frankly, you know, we we had a showing that that won. I think something like eighty percent of people under the age of forty. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, people are yearning for change. I think, uh, you know, go back to Fenn, for example, yeah. where we're <laughs> everywhere we can look, dinosaurs. To find some, <laughs> Dino- uh, find. there's
0: dinosaurs roaming the congressional,
2: <laughs> yeah. So, people need a bear, and, and, uh, I'm willing to provide it. And frankly, look, I also admit, like, this is fun. And, you know, campaigns can be grueling, they can be tough, they can also be fun, they ought to be. Um, and and the people that we talk to every single day that reach out to us. It's very exciting to see how many people, uh, get motivated by a campaign. Great. Great.
1: Great. Um, well, that's very inspiring. And, um, you know, if you'd been able to ask one question during the impeachment inquiry as a congressman, what would it have been?
2: Hmm. I mean, I, I would have asked my fellow Democrats a question, actually, the house impeachment managers, not the incumbent, anyone, um, why are we always playing defense? Why would we not have the guts to call a criminal, which is what Donald Trump is extortion bribery? Yes. You know, institutional corruption
0: in the articles. In made- the, why
2: would we not charge him with criminal charges? Now I read that the house Democrats decided that the evidentiary burden of a criminal trial is significantly higher than that of a civil trial. Um, and so it would have been a more difficult thing to pull off. Well, that is assuming you had an impartial jury. Mm-hmm. Well, those Senate Republicans were literally not even listening to a single argument during that impeachment. So, right. So, what's, what's, the risk? so, so what's, risk, <laughs> what's the risk? You lost You lost in an embarrassing acquittal as it was. But at least, you know, and you your charges of abuse of Congress. Congress is a 13% approval rating. He almost boosted right. his status. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, abuse them. Right. The dumbest, yeah, uh, like, the, one that, uh, the least of liked uh, branches of government. So I think as Democrats, like, why not? Why are we always losing and arguing on process while Republicans are talking about substance? Whether it's bad substance or not, they're at least... You know, and wh- where are our tacticians? Well, where and it, it, let,
0: it let Alan Dershowitz get up there and say, well, this is not a crime. But if he'd been impeached of a crime, crime or multiple crimes, then correct. that would be the. And at
2: least, as, you know, why did we work so hard? Everyone in this, you know, the two of you and I and everyone in uh, that's listening probably busted their ass to win the 2018 elections, to donate, to knock on doors, to make phone calls. Yes. And if we are electing Democrats, but they are refusing to wield the power we're giving them, then we need better Democrats.
1: Yes, absolutely. Luckily, we
2: have one here.
0: So
1: At our um, table. <laughs> so there was a time, you know, when Democrats were playing offense and um, you had campaigned with Obama and there was a lot of mojo there. Democrats were really feeling themselves. So what have you learned from what did you learn working with Obama that can teach us how to connect with people this
2: year? I mean, the honor, uh, you know, greatest honor of my life as 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 the son of immigrants, as, as somebody who, uh, Got to go to law school and become an attorney in New York City and all those things uh, after one generation, after only 30 30 or five years after my parents got here, was to work for um, Barack Obama, was to get to see firsthand a master class in what it looks like when we lead with vision, boldly and progressively, and have a unifying message. I got to open his doors and carry their bags and uh, um, clean up after he left, and I got to see hundreds of thousands of smiling faces, young, old, black, white, brown, didn't matter, across every state that we campaigned in. And you realize how powerful uh, it is when Democrats lead with that sort of vision for the future, when the best parts of the party, its ideas, its youthfulness, its exuberance, those things are in clear display. And we are so in short supply of that. I mean, it is devastating to be a Democrat when we're on defense. I... The the a couple of weeks after the um Trump oh I think inauguration one week after he did, did the Muslim ban, mm-hmm. and I remember being at JFK. I volunteered um, as an attorney for the ACLU during that, and it's just heart wrenching and devastating to be constantly on defense. And that guy, you know, to, to has has sort of the I don't know if you have ever read the Art of War, but it, it's it's like putting. It's a chaos. It's like shock. All he is doing is keeping you on your um, heels and pushing you back over and over yeah. and are coming at you and buffeting you and buffeting you. And he's
1: exhausted. And the answer
2: is not to hunker down in one place because anyone who's ever been in the ocean knows how that goes. When you are trying to fight waves that keep coming at you, the answer is to swim directly under and into the wave. it's to come up with a better idea and a direction you want to go and then execute it yes swim yeah. under the wave and, and that's what we need to be doing i think as mm-hmm. democrats if we're really going to lead this country and frankly lead this country forget winning the election it's one thing just to win this election it's another to know where we're going to go after it mm-hmm. yeah. and it can't be back you know it can't be back and i think we're seeing it um already as these caucus results start playing out, if we have more than 75% of them by the time this thing Well
0: <laughs> um, let, let me ask you one just overtime question here. And I know you're not endorsing candidates, so I'm not going to ask you about that. But if you, if there's anybody on the political scene right now, running, not running, whatever, incumbent, whatever, who you think embodies the spirit of Obama, is there anyone you can think of?
2: I think that it's very, you shouldn't probably compare yourself to, to no, Obama and you shouldn't compare yourself to John F. Kennedy. Right. You know, there's, there's some like, rules in politics you
0: shouldn't do. But, right? so you're not comparing yourself. Oh, no, you I'm can compare someone else. else. Right. I can't even think of anyone
2: out there right now. I mean, I love Stacey Abrams, but it's a different type of appeal. Yeah. I actually can't can't think off the top of my head of, of that same unifying.
0: They're going to have to be a new Obama. They're going to yeah, have to be their yeah. own. And
2: I think it takes, you know, um uh, a, a unique, perfect storm. I don't you know, I don't know. I mean, the presidential race says, you just said I'm staying out of that one. I've got my own race to worry about. And I'm old enough to know that one race at a time is sufficient. Yes. Uh, to be fighting.
0: Great. Great. All great. right. Well, that, uh, that about wraps up our time. We're out of time. Yeah. This has been absolutely amazing. You know, I was just thinking that we have a lot of amazing guests. I think you're like the ultimate triple threat for us. Like you're kind of the perfect guest because yes, we, you've got, you've got, um, Humor, you've got motivation, and you've got smarts right here. So, uh, what what more could you want in a guest?
1: I mean, good hair,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jack Ford quadruple threat.
0: Um, could you please tell us uh, how to follow you on social? How to donate if they wish to support you in other ways?
2: Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. As you know that you know, these are campaigns uh, powered by people like you, um, not corporations. So. Uh, you can uh, find me on uh, www.sirajpatel.nyc. That's S-U-R-A-J-P-A-T-E-L dot N-Y-C. Um, and then our socials are the same thing. It's Suraj Patel NYC. Uh, and the donation links and everything are on there as well. And a bonus, one of the things I learned last time, and, and we uh, did it uh, then too, is that the biggest reason that young people tell you that they didn't vote is because they didn't know there was an election day. Mm. So our website is also www.june23.nyc. Oh, that's June 23rd smart. is the election day. Great. Yes. So if you can't spell my name, that's actually my default fallback. <laughs> yeah. And we'll we'll put this all in the show notes. All so right. That, yeah. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And also thank you to Cassie, who's our uh, who's Suraj's Communications, who organized this whole thing. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, what a terrible week. What a great podcast time we've had yeah, and
1: i feel a little better i like, feel a little, a little marginally better yeah <laughs>
0: now imagine if those iowa results come in and we'll feel vindicated yes okay uh thank you so much for listening this has been nope
1: the podcast where we shut it down
0: Goodbye. The end.